With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Today on Watching Your Wealth, we'll chat about impact investing and philanthropy with Acumen's Jacqueline Novogratz. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Jacqueline Novogratz is chief executive of Acumen. Acumen is a global philanthropic fund focused on identifying and supporting innovations that deliver basic goods and services such as health, water, and employment to the poor. The fund is supported by individuals, corporations, and major foundations, including the Rockefeller Foundation. Welcome, Jacqueline. Thank you. It's great to have you. Now, you know, impact investing is one of the biggest trends in philanthropy today. So real briefly, tell us what that means. Thanks, Veronica. Yeah, so the big trend in philanthropy is really moving away from simple relief of human suffering and focusing on the root causes, if you will. So the impact investors take their philanthropy or sometimes their capital and they invest in those entrepreneurs who are willing to go where markets and government typically have not been solving big problems. For acumen, it's in healthcare, energy, agriculture, education. Um, work with the entrepreneurs for a long time, and and as they solve those problems, support them with a lot of management assistance. When the money comes back to acumen, um, and we intend it to do so, it gets reinvested in um, other initiatives that serve low-income people. Can you give us a so quick impact investing is between markets and uh, charity, if you will. Right, right. So can you just give us a quick example of uh, maybe one of the things you've invested in? Sure. So you take an issue like um, the, the need for energy. Almost 2 billion people in the world have no access to electricity. They depend on dirty, expensive kerosene. Ten years ago, we invested in guys that had this idea that they could sell solar to the poor. But over time, they had to learn not only to build the trust of the poor and introduce it, but they had to design the solar in such a way as, as, as to enable people to value it. Um, third, they had to find a financing mechanism so that the poor could pay for, for solar in the way that they paid for kerosene every single day which is a whole new way of thinking about finance. Well, over 10 years, you've seen the cost of solar go down. You've seen new financing mechanisms appear. And that single company with, with $5 million from Acumen over the 10-year period has now brought light to 60 million people. If we had taken that same $5 million and just bought lamps mm-hmm. to pass out to people, we would have been able to get... 160,000 people light, not 60 million. And this is a company that's just getting started. Um, it sounds like it's really that's empowering the power people. Of impact investing. It, it does. It sounds like Excuse it's me? 
Well, it sounds like it's empowering people, sort of teaching people how to fish in a sense, which I think is is so important, giving them, helping them with a build a sustainable business. Some people will say that with... It's really about leverage. Right. Mm -hmm. Leveraging the capital, leveraging the talent, leveraging then people, as you say, their capabilities to solve their own problems. Now, some people might say, well, why don't you just become a for-profit or why don't you let for-profits do this rather than non-profits? I think often when you think about impact investing that some people make that argument, you know, it's because it is impact investing is sort of between a for-profit and a non-profit. But some people say, well, why don't you just go full on in one direction? It's a great question. And there are many impact funds that are for-profits, but Acumen is specifically uh, poverty. So we are going into those markets where people make a couple dollars a day, where there's very little infrastructure, where there's almost no data to even know how to build the company, where what you do have is a lot of bureaucracy, a lot of corruption, and a lot of complacency. And so we need, and the entrepreneurs need, the philanthropic-backed capital to take risks because nobody else will take that risk. Mm. Over time, as these companies grow, as in the case of the D-Light, more traditional capital wants to come in and really then take these companies to scale. And D-Light's on a path to reach 100 million people over the next 18 months. Now, you know, if I'm an individual and uh, investing in Acumen, is that considered a real investment for me, essentially? Like, can I expect a return on that money? If you are are a philanthropist looking for the highest return on your philanthropic dollar, uh, you can expect real change through Acumen. So as I said, the philanthropist puts money into Acumen and gets a, um, a charitable write-off. But that money then leverages another $4 for every dollar we invest. We've reached, with $100 million invested, not only have we leveraged another $5 billion, I mean $500 million, but have brought goods and services to over 150 million people. And that money, as I said, we're looking at a 1x um, return of that capital to be reinvested in other innovation that serves the poor. And so from the perspective of real investment, this is a very viable way of taking early stage bets that long term men can take other kinds of um, investment that are seeking higher financial returns as well as impact. But without that early stage patient investing, Veronica, we don't have the pipeline for the more traditional um, impact investing. Make a good point, indeed. Uh, I'm enjoying learning about Acumen more. I would love for you to stick around. We need to take a quick break, but I want to hear a little bit more about Acumen and then also just some general questions and advice about best philanthropic practices I'd love to get from you. Would you stick around for a minute? I'd love to. Thank you. Great. You stick around, too. Hi, this is Jason Gay, sports writer at the Wall Street Journal, and I have a podcast called Free For All. And guess what? It's not just sports. We'll also talk about some real estate, some music, some culture, some fashion. I could talk about fashion. It's the Free For All. Become a subscriber on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at WSJ Podcasts. And check us out at WSJ.com slash podcasts. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. We're back with Jacqueline Novogratz, CEO of Acumen. Jacqueline, 
Acumen has traditionally focused abroad, you know, internationally, but now you're turning your sights to the United States. I would like to know what's behind that. Um, thanks, Monica. There are three reasons. Um, the first is because poverty is in the United States. We've moved from being uh, a developed world and a developing world to a single world where every country has elements of the developed and the developing within it, including the United States. There's 47 million people living in poverty in the United States. A quarter of our kids go to bed hungry at night. And what we've seen through the work that we've done in Africa, South Asia, Latin America, is that there's a new class of entrepreneurs that are looking not only to um, return financial returns to shareholders, but really to solve some of the toughest problems of our time. We're seeing that same spirit come through a growing group of entrepreneurs in the United States. And as they, they need, in the developing world, capital, patient capital, that is what will fuel them in this country. We're also seeing incredible opportunity to bring innovations from the rest of the world into the United States and also then to share the entrepreneurial spirit this country out um, into the rest of the world. And so I couldn't be more excited. I love that. Uh, Jackie, we don't have that much time left, but I just want to ask you, you know, if some person wants to get started with impact investing, started in philanthropy, what advice do you have for them? I think most importantly, um, really just start. Find those things that interest you and find leaders that are doing work that inspire you. I think a real mistake that too many philanthropists make is to uh, wait for the perfect, to find excuses like, um, well, the overhead's too high. I don't really understand the work that they're doing. And while that may sometimes be valid, often it's an excuse to not start. And the worst thing that can happen is a failure. But change doesn't happen unless we have fail- failures. We won't succeed. And so to focus on being interested in the world and not stay, staying too safe, because this is not a moment for that. Indeed. Right? indeed. That's the idea. Excellent. Thanks so much. This has been so much fun to chat with you. Thank you so much again, Jacqueline. Thank you, Veronica. And good luck to you and to everybody who wants to take the leap. Thank you so much. And this has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of the Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening.